Hello and welcome to the 88th episode of Crosby's Nine, where we look at English from all angles. Question, do you have a good outlook in life? Please repeat, do you have a good outlook in life? Please repeat, does she have a good outlook in life? What does outlook mean, by the way? Outlook. Probably the first thing that comes to mind is the software package that Microsoft has, the product Outlook. But I'm talking about an outlook in life. Do you have a positive outlook in life? Do you have a negative outlook in life? Well, the word outlook has a couple different meanings. Primarily, it means opinion or attitude or perspective or view. What is your outlook? What is your view? What is your perspective, your attitude? And they tell us, they, the experts, tell us that it's a good idea to have a positive outlook in life. We lead healthier lives. We lead happier lives. We have more energy. We live longer lives. And so having a positive outlook in life is very important. The other meaning of outlook refers to the concept of a prospect or the concept of a forecast. There is an organization called the World Economic Outlook that publishes information about the performance of the global economy, for example. So when we talk about outlook in this case, we're talking about the prospect for the future. So those are the two ideas that come to my mind. What about look out and watch out? I was thinking about these two concepts as well. Look out, watch out. What's the difference between look out and watch out? Not much, not much. But let's look at this because the concept of look out is more immediate. You know, this be careful concept. If I'm walking down the street with you, you and I are walking down the street, and there is a car coming, and it's just about to hit me, I don't see the car, and you say, Drew, look out. Well, we use look out instead of watch out because it's more immediate. There's a car coming, look out. Watch out, the expression watch out, is a term that we would use under more general circumstances. If you don't watch out, you will be robbed. Are you going downtown today? Yes, I am. That's a very dangerous city. I know. Well, watch out or you will be robbed. What about takeout and takeaway? I was thinking about this because I'm from Chicago. In the United States, we use the term to take out, meaning when we go to a restaurant and we decide to not eat there, we don't eat in the restaurant. We take the food home. We take the food out. It's called takeout. Compared to takeaway, which is used primarily in the UK, it means exactly the same thing. So like when I was a kid, for example, there were restaurants that didn't have delivery services like today. Particularly one place called the Golden Buddha. The Golden Buddha was a Chinese restaurant. And as a kid, since they didn't have tables, you couldn't eat inside the restaurant. It was only takeout. So we would order we would call and place our order, and then we would go and we would take it out. We would take the food out, and then we would go home, and then we would eat Chinese food. Notice how I'm using the word would. Remember, we can use the word would 
when we tell a story about habits and things that we did in the past in a repetitive way. We would call the restaurant, we would order the food, we would take out the food, we would go home, and we would eat Chinese food. The other place was called Aurelio's Pizza. Oh my gosh, what wonderful pizza. So we would call Aurelio's and we would order a couple pizzas and we would take those out as well. Okay, so takeout is American, takeaway is British. What about dining in and dining out? With the coronavirus happening throughout the world, I know, we all know, that people are dining in much more than they are dining out. So to dine in simply means to eat at home, and of course to dine out means to eat out, to eat in a restaurant. And speaking of dining in and dining out, don't confuse a diner with a dinner. A diner has two meanings. How do you spell diner, by the way? D-I-N-E-R. Please repeat D-I-N-E-R. Okay, a diner is a little restaurant. It's kind of greasy. It's a little informal. It's not very clean, necessarily. <laughs> right? It's called a diner. And the other meaning of diner is somebody who simply eats in a restaurant. If you go out to eat, you are a diner. Okay, now, dinner is spelled D-I-N-N-E-R, and we know that that refers to the meal that we eat at night. So to dine in, to dine out. It reminds me of the Diners Club. Does anybody remember the Diners Club credit card? It still exists. Not Visa, not MasterCard. Diners Club. As a matter of fact, Diners Club was the very first credit card used, and it was invented by a guy named Frank McNamara back in 1950. Diners Club. Of course, you could only use the credit card to pay for meals in a restaurant. What happens when you finish a meal at a restaurant? You need to ask for the check. Check, please. And of course, the check is that piece of paper that has all of the things that you have eaten during the meal. Do you always check the check? Please repeat, do you always check the check? In other words, do you verify that the check is correct? I never do, but I probably should check the check, but I typically don't. However, you have to be honest because sometimes when you check the check, you realize, uh-huh, they didn't charge me for that extra dessert we ordered. Do you tell them? Are you going to be honest? Do you tell them that you haven't been charged for something you ordered? Please repeat, you haven't charged me for something I ordered. And finally, one concept I'd like to mention, and it's really an interesting concept. It's called sandbagging. We were talking about outlooks. An outlook is basically a forecast. And in business, if you sandbag, it refers to when somebody or a company intentionally lowers the estimation for success. Some of you may have done this. <laughs> are you guilty of sandbagging? Imagine, for example, you are a salesperson at a company. And you know that you can sell 10 units of your product easily next year. I know for sure that I am going to sell 10 units, no problem. And I get a bonus if I sell 8 units. But when my boss asks me how many units I think I can sell, I tell him 7. I am sandbagging. I am underestimating the success rate so that when I sell 8 or 9 or 10... I get a bonus. The concept is called sandbagging. 
Have you ever sandbagged? Are you guilty of sandbagging? In fact, a lot of companies will do this. It's really the concept of under-promising and over-delivering. You say you're going to do a little bit worse than you're actually going to do, and you know it, and that way you are lowering the estimation for success so that in the end, it looks really good. The concept is sandbagging. Anyway, we have looked at a lot of different concepts in this podcast. Please go back, as usual, and listen to this podcast two or three times and incorporate the new vocabulary, the expressions that you have learned in this podcast. And also, please repeat what I say. Imitate me when you're in the car, when you're at home, while you're listening to these podcasts. Simply imitate me, and you will improve your speaking as well. Thanks for tuning in to the 88th episode of Crosby's Nine. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.